0: hear his story. Wait till you hear what the New York City Rent Guidelines Board wants to do to rents of people who have two-year leases. You might be shocked by the number. The mayor of Fairlawn talking more about the implosion of that Nabisco factory in Fairlawn and those pesky spotted lanternflies. They're back. Those stories and more, but first this at 5 30.
1: The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with
2: Noah Layden. On 77 WABC. Hi, this is John Katsimatidis Jr. Make sure to get my dad's new book, How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire. I'm lucky enough to learn from him every day, and now you can too. Read my book, and you'll
1: find out how to make your first billion. Available now at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. To get a signed copy, go to WABCRadioStore.com. And other fake news stories. This Sunday morning at 10, we should get people to ask questions. It's Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria Ryan using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts.
3: The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani.
1: This Sunday morning at 10, it's Uncovering the Truth. I call it Interactive Radio. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCRadio.com. Listen to us, give us a try. On your, on your radio. Always entertaining you guys. On the 77 WABC app. And on all your devices. Play 77 WABC. Talking the news with Noah. On 77 WABC. This is the 77 WABC News Hour. With Noah Layden. Yeah,
0: that's me, 531. Good morning. It's Friday. How about that? April 21st. Your forecast now from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mix of sun and clouds today. Beautiful day on the way. If you liked yesterday, it'll be like that again today. High 66. Tonight, overnight, partly cloudy, low 54. And this is what the weekend looks like. Saturday, clouds, afternoon showers, high 67. And then Sunday, we'll have morning showers, but the rest of the day will be nice. High 68. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 49 and partly cloudy up in Mount Vernon in Westchester County. 43 out in Chester, New Jersey, and it's 51 and partly cloudy here in Midtown. Let's start this half hour in Brooklyn. How hard is it to be a bodega worker or a bodega owner in the city? It's really hard. This Brooklyn bodega worker telling us that he has been attacked uh, violently, not just once, not just twice, but four times. The latest one coming this week. Bobby Roman works at a bodega. It's on the Rockaway Parkway. Uh, here he is talking
4: about his latest attack. My workmate thought that he left and tells me to cancel his order. Uh, he comes back within a few I minutes. I should
0: probably do a better job of setting this up. This guy walks into the bodega and says to him, can you make me a sandwich? Here we go.
4: My workmate thought that he left and tells me to cancel his order. Uh, He comes back within a few minutes, expects his order to be done. It wasn't done. I told him I'd get around to it. He starts getting argumentative with me. I tell him, you know what, I'm not giving you squat. Get out. He then sucker punches me. I chase him to where the cars are parked next to the supermarket entrance. And uh, that's when he pulls a knife out on me. He then chases me back into the store because I go to grab my knife. And at that point, he just takes off through the door.
0: Yes, so uh, he had a gun apparently as well, fired some uh, shots. That's really lovely. He says that over the 11 years he has worked in delis, this is the fourth violent incident. He hopes that something can be done to protect workers like him because he said he likes what he does. He essentially runs the bodega, but he's also like a short-order chef. You know, he makes quick sandwiches. He said he likes doing it, but he said,
4: you know, it's too violent. Give us approval for a gun-carrying permit. And then we can have a means to defend ourselves. Uh, Or at least...
1: NYC.
4: Give the see? Let the people know that there's an, uh, there's a chance that something can happen to you if you try something. So it st- kind of stops the behavior. Yeah,
0: you hear him there. He says, look, if you're not going to give me better protection, let me at least own a gun so I have some defense when crazy lunatics like that guy walk into the bodega. They haven't caught him. It's a man in his 50s or 60s, last seen wearing blue jeans and brown shoes. Uh, police say he fled in a Mercedes Benz, but they have not caught up with him. 535. New York City Rent Guidelines Board, considering a significant rent increase for the close to 1 million rent-stabilized apartments, the mayor appointed panel suggesting an increase. Ready for this? I've never seen an increase this high in all the years that I've been covering the Rent Guidelines Board. They're asking for 16% hike on two-year leases, which would be The largest increase in decades and decades. Renters say, as you might not be surprised, they say that's way too much. It's
3: jarring and upsetting. I think it would probably make it hard for people to stay in their homes.
1: Ordinary people are going to be hit with a significant increase.
3: And that shouldn't happen.
0: Now, we have to recognize those people are in rent-stabilized apartments. During the pandemic, those rents were not raised too much. But remember who the owners are. Lots of times the assumption is it's these big-time owners who own thousands of apartments and can absorb uh, a lower rate of increase. But that's not the case. Most of the people who own these rent-stabilized apartments are small-time property owners who have a hard time making ends meet when the rent isn't raised high enough. And they say with inflation and everything going up that they need need a significant hike just to pay the bills now
5: you have dramatic
0: increases in insurance rates in property taxes which have gone up every year so this percentage rate that's 16 percent hike Far from being set in stone, several groups representing renters speaking out about the potential sharp increase. Of course, they don't want it. The Rent Guidelines Board, this is the way they do it. They're going to host a couple public hearings between now and June, and then they eventually set the maximum allowed rent increase. It's the same thing they go through every single year. Um, So the thought is it's going to be high, but that it won't be as high as 16%. 536. Yesterday, of course, was April 20th, which is a big day in the weed world, right? Uh, Pot smokers unite. Uh, Not as big of a deal as it once was now that pot is legal in so many states, but it's a day that's always celebrated. Police hit the road to crack down on people who are impaired behind the wheel. It's become a big problem ever since they legalized weeds in New
4: York. We're seeing an uptick in the number of people that are driving under the influence of drugs. Uh, Though the consumption of cannabis Cannabis may now be legal; it is not legal here, nor is it legal anywhere in the country to drive while you are under the influence.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, state police saying uh, recreational marijuana, of course, is legal, but it's not legal to get behind the wheel.
3: And this is what they look for if they pull you over: what are your eyes, droopy eyelids? Um, looking for someone who has a time and time and space uh, problem with it, not being able to be able to do two things at once. It slows down your ability
1: to uh, to judge distances. Yeah, I mean you're a jerk if you get behind the wheel. Uh, it's the same.
0: Being a drunk driver, same thing with weed, but an industry, an insurance industry survey found more than half of the drivers who use marijuana in legal states admit that they drive home under the influence. Isn't that nice? It's friggin' awful. 537 now, traffic,
5: transit, and weather on the sevens. Here's Joe Nolan Well, if you're on the westbound, Jackie Robinson at Forest Park, an accident. There is one lane out of service. At that point, and on the Van Wyke northbound at Liberty Avenue, there is some construction. Again, same thing southbound on Hillside Avenue. That's going to be picked up in the next few minutes or so, but still some delays, particularly northbound. And then outbound on the Grand Central at Francis Lewis Boulevard. We had an accident there. Uh, that was uh, just about out of the way. Uh, but the two right lanes are out, and there are delays now back uh, to uh, pretty much uh, St. John's. Now, we're also going to have problems southbound on the New York State Thruway coming down to Exit 13. An accident there. Then the rest of the way to the tap and Z, no big deal. If you're traveling northbound on Route One in New Jersey, this also another one at five fourteen Woodbridge Avenue. An accident. Two lanes are out of service. And then the big one is out in the Hunterdon County eastbound on I seventy eight between exits twelve and thirteen. Two right lanes remain closed with that earlier tractor trailer fire. This guy was carrying wood. It happened around midnight. Uh, It was quite the fire from what we're hearing. So again, as you travel eastbound on seventy eight. Uh, you've got that issue. Now, from the other end, coming inbound on the LIE Northern Southern in Nassau and Suffolk County, both of those really no big deal. They should be picking up that road work northbound on the Merritt Parkway pretty soon up in the New Canaan area. And of course, every time they do that, it slows everybody down. And the Merritt Parkway uh, southbound doing pretty well, actually, all the way down and onto the Hutch, and then the Hutch good into the city. And alternate side is suspended. From the Ramsey Mazda weather desk, the morning fog, mostly sunny. Then the rest of the day, high 70. Some drizzle around this morning. Also a little more fog, high 55 tomorrow mostly cloudy in the morning showers in the afternoon the high again around 70 and then on sunday partly sunny chance of a shower or two by 68 degrees it's 53 degrees i'm joe nolan talk radio 77 wabc wabc news time 539 republican leaders celebrating the
0: passage of a bill to ban transgender women and girls from taking part in female sports
1: we kept our promise last year we pledged if if we had the opportunity to be in the majority, we would bring this bill forward. If we'd stand up for you, we'd stand up for Title IX. And that's exactly what we did.
0: That's House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says the effort is about standing up for basic fairness. The measure that passed along party lines would prohibit schools and other entities receiving federal funding from allowing biological males to compete in female athletics. When while the bill has passed uh, in the House, it probably will go nowhere in the Democratic controlled
1: Senate. This is a great day for America and great day for girls and women. And for fairness,
0: House Majority Whip uh, Tom Emmer says President Biden's vetoing the bill would be a slap in the face to women's rights. The left's lunacy is robbing women and girls of equal opportunities in the name of inclusion. Uh, let's see. I got some more audio here. It's one of those moments where I prepare the show, and I'm pretty good at doing that, but sometimes I'll put something in and I forget to label it. So let's find out, you and me together, what this actual audio bite is about. We're
1: expecting Hatch in New Jersey. Uh, okay, any- that <laughs> has
0: nothing to do with this story. Uh, by the way, Twitter removing protections for transgender people in its hateful conduct policy. Lisa Taylor has more on that.
3: The policy states that the social media platform doesn't allow slurs, tropes, or other content that intends to degrade or reinforce negative or harmful stereotypes about a protected category. Previously, CNN reports the statement was followed up with a sentence saying, this includes targeted misgendering or dead naming of transgender individuals. Now, Twitter has quietly removed that line. GLAD, an LGBTQ advocacy group, put out a statement calling out the change, calling Twitter unsafe for both users and advertisers. That comes as CEO Elon Musk tries to win back advertisers after some pause spending over hesitancy about policy changes. I'm Lisa Taylor.
0: now. Let's go out to Fairlawn, New Jersey. Mayor of Fairlawn says the implosion of the former Nabisco factory has been delayed and not canceled. But he says a new date won't be set until all the asbestos and hazardous materials are gone. The iconic tower, maybe you've passed it as you drive uh, through Fairlawn, you can see it, uh, has been mostly reduced to its steel skeletal structure, but they found asbestos, and they were going to implode this thing, and neighbors said, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you don't have all the asbestos out, and you explode or implode this thing, will it spread the asbestos all over Fairlawn? Mayor Kurt Peluso speaking to News 12 says he heard neighbors' complaints.
1: Obviously don't like to see delays, but this is also reassuring for us to show that the process is working and that nothing's coming down with hazardous materials until it gets state approval but until they get the all clear sign there won't be any set dates of when the tower is coming down.
0: The landmark dates back to 1958. If you ever drove through Fairlawn when this factory was going, you could smell the Oreos being made. Ooh, it smelled good. Uh, Fairlawn says the delay lies with the developer. He says the company still has not obtained the state permits it needs from the State Department of Labor, Department of Environmental Protection. The main concern is the removal of that as- asbestos, which could pollute the air. 543. I had a long conversation yesterday with someone from the Department of Agriculture in New Jersey because I was in the dog park where I unfortunately spend way too much time with the dog and uh those pesky lantern flies were landing on the ground again, and I remember last year they had told us if you see them, stomp on them. I mean, there was even a TV campaign that some it was something like see them, stomp them. And I said, is that true uh, this year? Do we need to get rid of those lantern flies? And here's what he told
1: me: We're expecting hatch in New Jersey uh, any day now. They, when they hatch out, the nymphs uh, they kind of scatter and feed on all sorts of just about anything they can land on. They're they're very good jumpers. And they have the piercing, sucking mouth parts, and they just look to feed on plant sap on almost any plant. That- he,
0: he makes them sound much, so much more frightening than they are. But the thing is, if you have you tried to stomp on them? They don't die the first stomp. I mean, you really got to slap them. And they are amazing jumpers. They see that foot coming from a mile away, and they usually are able to get away. But I know in the dog park yesterday, we were just having a blast. You know, Boom, boom, just killing one after another. So... I said, are we supposed to be doing this? Or am I just killing bugs for no reason at all?
1: Yes, we do encourage people to stomp them. That's, that's one of our uh, ad campaigns was see it, stomp it. Any lantern fly that public destroys, that's one less lantern fly that could be laying eggs later this year. By the
0: way, they're all falling out of the tree, which means not do they only fall on the ground, but they fall on you, which just skeeves the living daylights out of me. So what's the scoop with these uh, lantern flies? They came here from China, uh, you know normally at the ports and everything. You have people inspecting everything that comes in for something like these lantern flies, but they got through somehow and there 's no known predator of the lantern fly anywhere in America in uh, China, where they came from. there is predators, and so they 're kept in ch- uh, check but there 's none here so here 's the issue is they eat stoned fruit, grapevines. Um, they um, they just are destroying crops. So if you see them, he says, "Yeah, you should stomp on those lantern flies." All right, five forty five now. Let's head over to the seventy seven WABC Sports Desk, and here's Justin Ella.
3: Thank you, Nome. It was deja vu all over again for the Rangers in Newark last night, beating up on the Devils by a score of 5-1 again in Game 2 of their opening round Stanley Cup playoff series. The Devs actually jumped out to an early 1-0 lead in this one, but the Rangers quickly bounced back with a three-goal second period that included two Chris Crowder power play goals, the second of which putting the blue shirts up 3-1. to one. The newbies in Tarasenko and Kane also lit the lamp for New York before Capo Kako topped things off late in the third. What's that make... name? Capocacco. Oh, okay. Yeah. You like that, don't you? I do actually like that. I'm thinking about
0: changing my name to that.
3: (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> he, made, he made things 5-1 to one late in the third. The series is now set to come home to MSG for Game 3 tomorrow night with the Rangers holding a convincing 2 to nothing series lead in Brooklyn. The Nets deficit in their opening round playoff series against the Philadelphia 76ers swelled to a 3-0 hole after last night's 1-2-97 loss in Game 3 with a third-quarter ejection of James Harden and Joel Embiid not providing his usual dominance with only 14 points. The Nets had an opportunity to steal a win and get themselves back in the series but were unable to do so as their backs move up against the wall in an attempt to avoid a series sweep come tomorrow night's game 4. And finally on the diamond 9's were wild last night for the Mets and Yankees the Mets took the opener of their 4 game set in San Francisco against the Giants by a score of 9-4 to while the Yanks beat up on the Los Angeles Angels 9-3 to in the Bronx to remain unbeaten in a series this season first pitch for the Mets in the second game of their series is set for 10-15 p.m. Eastern time tonight with Joey Lucchesi going up against San Fran's Anthony Disclafani. while the Yanks will get going much earlier at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time when they open up a 3 game set with the visiting Toronto Blue Jays. That matchup will see Domingo Vermont, the Hill against Toronto's you say Kikuchi. Here with sports on 77 WABC, I'm Justin Ellick.
0: Thank you very much, Justin. 547, traffic, transit,
5: and weather on the 7s. Here's Joe Nolan. If you're traveling out onto the New York State Thruway, Southbound Exit 13, there is an accident there. That's in the process of being cleared. Now in central New Jersey, we've got a couple of problems. First of all, northbound Route One, right at 514 Woodbridge Avenue, an accident, two lanes are out. And then southbound Route Nine, south of Ernston Road, all lanes are closed. Again, an accident investigation, a bad one uh, that has happened. So again, all lanes are closed, southbound on Route Nine, just south of Ernston Road again with that accident investigation. Now if you're also on seventy eight on the eastbound side out in Hunterdon County, nights at 12 and 13, two right lanes are closed, tractor-trailer fire again. Uh, that happened at midnight, and they should be pretty much to the end of that. Now on the Grand Central, on the outbound side of Francis Lewis Boulevard, there's a crash with two lanes out. Inbound LIE, northern southern states, all three good in Nassau County and even into the city. A little bit of a delay as you travel on the Van Wyke northbound, getting up to the Kew Gardens Interchange. That road work on the overnight should just about be out of the way if it isn't already. And then on the westbound side of the Jackie Robinson, At Forest Park, there is a collision. Again, one lane out of service getting through that area. Now, if you're heading out onto uh, the uh, Connecticut Turnpike southbound, coming down into uh, New York State and then further south into Westchester, obviously you're doing pretty well. No problems really on the Merritt. South of New Canaan, northbound, don't forget, uh, you have that road work there, and that should be out of the way shortly, and that delay uh, will ease out almost instantly once they clear that. Mass transit-wise, everybody more or less on or close to schedule and alternate side again today is suspended. And again, for the Ramsey Mazda Weather Desk, the morning fog today, mostly sunny tomorrow. Again, high around 70. Drizzle fog overnight tonight. Again, low of 55. And then on Sunday, partly sunny. Chance of a shower to the high 68. 53 degrees. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77, WABC. WABC News Time 548.
0: Uh, every Friday, we do Cinema in 60, a movie review. Something you can watch this weekend with my favorite movie reviewer, WABC's Joe Malisi.
2: This week, it is The Kings of the World. Today's review actually comes from a recommendation from a listener. This is a different take on this edition of Cinema in 60 Seconds. Today, we're talking about The Kings of the World, an independent film from Colombia. A listener named Kevin asked that I review more independent films for you to watch this weekend. So thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. This movie tells the story of a group of boys trying to find their place in the world. With only each other, they navigate their surroundings in search of something different. This film was very well made with great characters and a simple story. For a film with a tighter budget, the camera work was really well done, which I always love to see. When you have that forced creativity within tighter parameters, it always makes for much more interesting filmmaking. This movie is originally in Spanish, so if you don't mind reading subtitles, this is a great way to get out of your movie comfort zone. The Kings of the World is out right now on Netflix, so you can watch it anytime during the weekend. From 77 WABC, I'm Joe Malisi with Cinema in 60 Seconds.
0: And if you want to see clips of that movie, head over to wabcradio.com. You can see Joe, he's a handsome guy, and see some of the clips of that movie. 5.50, let's catch you up on some of the big headlines of the morning. One of the bigger stories uh, of this week has been this double murder in Roselle, New Jersey. We have a lot more details about what took place there. Just a gruesome discovery made in this home on West 7th Street on Wednesday. A nine-year-old girl and her mom were found stabbed to, uh, to death by an axe, and it seems it was their uncle who carried out the crime. Here's a member of the family.
5: We found the car, Keisha's car, and we located Avroy Morrison. He has been detained.
3: Unfortunately, Kelsey and Keisha are deceased.
0: So Gary Morrison um, is a uh, 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 the um, one, uh, somebody that lived in the home, I should say, was um, there because the family was a brother of the family. And they said, oh, you can live in our basement because he was kind of down and out. And he had done so for the last two years. And something had happened recently where they had asked him to leave and he was apparently going to, be asked to leave by the end of this month and that's apparently why he carried out at least they think this crime against the mother and daughter.
5: I can't go into detail exactly what what occurred but I can tell you that she was not comfortable and neither were my three nieces anymore with him being in a home I, I, in I, the not. basement. She said she wanted him out. He said he would leave before the end of the month but he didn't. He didn't leave. He that's murdered
3: that's them. Not.
0: And so uh, he was caught uh, yesterday uh, driving the car of the woman uh, he had murdered.
3: I tried to get my brother to go downstairs
5: in the basement. He kept on saying to my brother, come talk to me in the basement. My brother said, I can't talk to you in the basement. I need to see what's going on. We demand justice for my niece. We demand justice
3: for my sister-in-law.
0: Yeah, that nine-year-old was uh going to turn 10 on Sunday. Just an awful crime out of New Jersey. Let's go down to Florida. Florida emergency alert test sent to phones at 445 in the morning yesterday woke up millions in the Sunshine State. Apparently, it was just a complete accident. Uh, Here's a state senator uh, there who was pretty upset about that.
1: I'm going to introduce a bill that will uh, prohibit the practice of sending out any test of that system in between the hours of 10 p.m. and 8 p.m. And I'm going to call it the stop wake
0: act. Yeah, so apparently the mistake was it was supposed to go on TV but somehow ended up on everybody's phone. Um, and so people were like, what do I do with this alert? I
1: don't know if it is something that the government is doing that actually penetrated the phones and allowed it to go through regardless of the settings, or maybe it was an iPhone vulnerability. Yeah, we're
0: wondering, of course, about the person who sent out the alert. They haven't told us who that is. From
1: what I understand, um, it was supposed to go on TV as part of the emergency broadcast system, and it didn't. It actually went through to everyone's phone. Yeah,
0: nothing like getting that at 4:45 in the morning. Uh many of the vehicles involved in the Lower Manhattan parking garage collapse uh on Tuesday appear to be damaged. Most likely people will never drive them again. Michael is from the Insurance Information Institute he says comprehensive insurance should cover most claims. Only
1: objects that the resulting claims are a tree falling on a car um, or a hailstorm. But in this case, the collapsing deck would be seen as a falling object.
0: So the issue, of course, well, they think some of the things was they put all the heaviest vehicles on top of this garage. The garage was old, may have not been maintained. Uh, one of the people who lost their vehicle in the crash, which is only a vehicle, we understand that. But uh, here's his
4: story. I picked up a brand-new Lexus at the dealer. We left the car here. has less than 100 miles on it. I haven't seen it
0: since. Yeah, no, you probably won't see it since. So, Of course, uh, the sad story here is a 59-year-old man was killed in that collapse. Uh, Everybody who knew him in Laurel, Queens, loved him. They say he was just one of these generous guys who would go fishing and then deliver fish to his neighbors after he came back home. Uh, Four kids he leaves behind, one of them is an NYPD cop. An unruly southwest passenger's outburst over a crying baby, forced a plane to land before its destination. The Fort Lauderdale-bound flight had to land in Orlando instead, and all the passengers were forced to deplane. Now listen to this dude. (laughs) It's just, I mean, it doesn't get any more jerky than this. I mean, I hate crying babies. Don't get me wrong. And sometimes when I was on a flight and it was my crying baby, it was it was awful, you know, because you just feel bad. You know everybody's getting annoyed. But this guy got so annoyed that he started screaming at the parents of the crying baby. No,
4: let's be rational. Hold on, hold on. You want to be rational? No, 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 no. Don't tell me what you're talking about. Let's be rational. We, we are in it. 10K okay. with a baby okay. in a goddamn okay. echo chamber, okay. and you want to talk to me about being? Okay, okay, okay because you're young. So That's is the baby. baby. Okay, so you're a man. Did that mother? <laughs> <baby> <laughs> <ask for laughs> okay, no. Oh, oh, oh. Shut <laughs> up. No. I don't
0: give a. <laughs> a can you imagine being on the plane with a putz like that? I mean, it's a crying baby. The parents can't do a whole lot. You put the pacifier in. You hope that works. It wasn't working. So then, of course, you it's left to the people who are working the flight to try to calm this guy down. Um, uh, some passengers who were aboard, you can imagine they're freaked out because they're thinking, what's this guy going to do next?
3: All of a sudden, this guy just started screaming on the top of his lungs. It was definitely a
4: good five minutes or so. And he, it was just getting worse and worse and worse.
0: Yeah, so. No surprise, they decided to plan uh, land this plane earlier so they could get to him before he did anything because he was just out of his mind. Uh, he was sitting next to his wife, by the way. I think it was his wife because she was trying to calm him down, but nothing was calming him down, so they landed the flight, and guess what? The cops met him uh, as he got off the plane and I imagined uh, had a nice talk with them. Uh, the people at Southwest uh, saying that, um, the head of people of Southwest saying those flight attendants did an amazing job but trying to keep this guy calm until at least the flight landed. I think
1: the number one thing to say here is that even though our crews handle these things as diplomatically as they can, at the end result, if you don't sit down and close your mouth and stop doing whatever it was you're doing, you're going to be hauled off by police at the other end. Yeah,
0: so the only bit of good news in this story is these things are not happening as often as they were during COVID, right? A lot of times it was because people didn't want to wear masks and they would freak out on these flights. They say the number of these incidents are way down so far in 2023. Three, but this guy's screaming about a crying baby. I mean, like something can be done about it. All right, five fifty-seven. Traffic, transit, and weather on the sevens. Here's Joe Nolan. that was <laughs> You're on that plane. Yeah. You know, you're about five rows behind the guy, and he's flipping out. Well, I love the guy who actually taped that whole incident. Right. He he would show the guy screaming, and then he would take the point of uh, phone and point it back to himself, and he was laughing hysterically. So he yeah, thought I, it was. He was like, "Hey, this is free entertainment. Better what they're sh- than what they're showing on my TV. Oh, on the Southwest, economy. absolutely." He Yeah, I got nothing. You don't even get a drink, do you? No, you get nothing.
5: Well, here we go. As you travel on 78 on the eastbound side between 12 and 13, we still have two lanes closed with that overnight track to trailer fire. They're still in the process of getting that out of the way. Northbound on Route 1 at 514 Woodbridge Avenue, an accident with two lanes closed now. The big one right now in uh, central New Jersey, at least, is southbound Route 9. All lanes are closed just south of Ernston Road. Now, again, this is because of an accident investigation. They have completely shut down the roadway. There is a very large police presence with this thing. So as you travel southbound on Route 9, you're going to have that. Outbound on the Grand Central, still those delays at Francis Lewis Boulevard with a crash. Two lanes are out. And on the Jackie Robinson on the westbound side at Forest Park, an accident there with one lane out. Still doing pretty well, LIE, Northern Southern State, Nassau County, building up a little bit. So as you come into the city, you know, it's a Friday, so usually the traffic volume in the morning, at least since COVID, has been down quite a bit on Fridays. And alternate side of the street, parking rules and regulations are suspended. A weather forecast looks like this. Some morning fog, then mostly sunny to high around 70. Tonight, drizzle around, again, more fog to low 55. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy in the morning. Showers in the afternoon The high around 70. And then on Sunday, partly sunny. Chance of a shower or two, though, high around 68. It is 53 degrees. I'm Joe Nolan, Talk Radio 77, WABC. We're a minute away now
0: from the Friday edition of Sid and Friends in the Morning. Let's find out what's happening on the big show right now from Justin
3: Ellie Well, thank you, Noam. Late in your Friday, my goodness gracious, finally. Your Friday edition it's of... It's been a uh, long week for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, hey, we're almost there, and um, we're going to get you ready for the weekend. And the you've done bright, a great right. job, I must say. Well, thank I'm you. I'm very proud of you. No, you. you
1: know, they screw us on this show. It's unbelievable. The show gets... <laughs> Triple the ratings of everybody else on this station. Triple. Right? With a four hour morning show, and we have two people working on this show. In the afternoons, I got nine people here. Nine. <laughs> this show, which all your resources should go here. I got two people. They took Bill away from me, and now Lou has COVID, so Alec does the work of nine people. Nine people. How does that make any sense? And it then when we go to chat to these folks about it, no one ever answers us. So yeah, yeah. what are you gonna well, do? Well, I'm just getting sick of all of it, I really
4: am. That's all right. It's not alright. Oh, okay. <laughs> so even even <laughs> Curtis Sleewa <laughs> went to jail.